and welcome to episode 21 of Top Shelf Nerds, brought to you by Nerds Amalgamated, a part of That's Not Canon Productions. Kicking off, kicking off this week, we have an apology from the Professor, unfortunately tied up with some personal issues. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with him. And I'm joined once again, I don't know whether to say gratefully or whatever, by the DJ. I'm back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out this week at the top of the show. Um, Coco the gorilla has passed. Ah. For those who don't know, Coco the gorilla was 46 years old, and she was the gorilla that knew sign language and had I think it was 1,000 sign language words and could understand. Yeah, had a, a vocabulary. Equivalent to that of a human toddler, more than 1,000 words and could understand over 2,000 spoken words, I think it was. But, yeah, sad, sad to see her go. Yeah, sad to see a gorilla, like, a very talented gorilla like that go. Yeah. Her, her favourite book was The Three Little Kittens, for those who just want to know a little bit more about her. Her favourite movies were Eddie Murphy's version of Dr. Doolittle, maybe she had a bit of a crush on him, and Free Willy. Oh, nice, nice. Two um, good movies. Yep, and her favorite, a couple of her favorite things were cuddles and tickles, kind of like the DJ. <laughs> That's so, not good. That's not good. Unfortunately, yeah, sad, sad loss to the world. Um, yeah. Well, interestingly, her name before Coco, her real name was actually Hanabi Ko. And how do you know what her real name was? Um, I'm just looking at the article. Yeah. yeah, that's what they name someone else named her. That's not necessarily her real name. You don't know what her real name is unless you speak gorilla. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, it's it's sad to see it's sad to see one such as one one such one talented as Coco go, and those yeah. pr- and you, it's 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 crazy to see like gorillas like that do incredible stuff. I think a couple of years back I saw a picture of a gorilla. Uh, I think he was holding a stick and he was acting like as if he was walking with it, like a walking stick. Um, that was probably a chimpanzee, not a gorilla. That was, that was a what? It was probably a chimpanzee, not a gorilla. Oh, could be, could be. Let me just find uh, out. A, a, a male silverback gorilla, or even a smaller male gorilla, is a pretty big beastie. Hmm. But, um... There we are, it's yeah. a... Coco, Coco the gorilla... Um, has appeared in a number of movies and TV shows. Um, just trying to find the list here of the different people she's with. It was, I remember seeing it somewhere previously. Um, William Shatner, Sting. William, yeah, William Shatner, Sting, um, Robert Williams, just to name a few. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, she's gone. So her, oh, her first birthday present um, in 1984, when they actually finally decided to give her one was a kitten and it was tailless and gray and white called all ball so may not have been a first birthday present but yeah um she had a series of kittens as pets so she's more gentle than most people you'll ever come across Mm. so yeah sad news i guess so yeah moving along to some good news though is the professor's left us a couple of topics here um, one of which is there's a new update in Wi-Fi security, making it harder to hack. 
So for those who are into the computer Wi-Fi stuff and technology and appreciate and understanding it, um, yeah, the WPA2 has been upgraded into WPA3, which has been a long time coming. Uh, I think it was 2004 was the last update. Yeah, 2004. So, so yes. Um, but, yeah, the manufacturing giant Cisco have voiced their support, and it's going to make it a lot harder for people to hack your password. So keep making your passwords really, really hard uh, for your Wi-Fi, etc. And WPA3 should make it a lot better. Yeah, and the new line of WPA3 routers that they've been showing up that's been showing up recently has been pretty cool. Like the Asus one, for example, it looks so cool aesthetically. Yeah, but the software on there is WPA3. The actual router itself, the hardware hasn't changed. It's just the software. The hardware's yeah. always been upgraded and upgraded and improved to improve the secu- uh, um, performance. The security is actually code. So uh, you were saying buck? Um, well, I just said the router itself is a physical hardware piece. It's been getting lots of upgrades over the years to improve performance. The WPA3 is a software upgrade, which is coding. So it's nothing to do with the physical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, about, about dang sorry. time as well. Sorry, sorry, folks. The the DJ as a droid seems to have troubles on differentiating between software and hardware at times. <laughs> it's about yeah. dang time too to get the get this get this up and running. Yeah, but it's not something that you want people just racing out to and going. Oh, look, I got a new new item. I got a new item. I got a new item. Every five minutes. That's an Apple approach. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, not really ever much of a difference. It's just a tiny change in name or something like that, and they charge you thousand dollars for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll try to keep track of that. And, um, when the professor's back, we'll get him to give us any updates if there's anything further available. Um, next story though is yeah, it's from the DJ. Oh, you will, you will love it, this one. It's the AI bots defeating. The, cal- the callous palmed Dota two players. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, um, and a research lab company founded by our great by the great gods of Elon Musk and Sam Altman, um, known as OpenAI, have created an AI, um, a team of AI agents that can beat the top one percent of amateurs at Dota two. Now, imagine now. Imagine that, like, if, if, if it can beat amateurs at a game like this, imagine how would that be like if it versus against professionals? Yeah, but it's not really all that hard to beat Dota 2 players. Just have a pretty girl walk, walk, walk across the room, it, it distracts them. Or walk through the room with pizza or noodles. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking me rain noodles, right? Not, not, the, not the fancy Maggie noodles. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Just think in terms of a university student. It's food. <laughs> I will say this though. This is a, a um, it's next. This AI's challenge is going to be a first five versus five matchups uh, in in a, in a big tournament this year, actually known as the international. Although this will be, 
other mind you though this bring this does interest this is interesting in, in a sense where remember the old days where you see chess players versus against computer programs back in the old days like this is a up up evolved version yeah but it's still basically the same thing it's just it calculates the results of every single option and so forth to find what's going to win and one of the sad things for this is the fact that the Dota 2 players are going to be sitting there swearing and carrying on and throwing insults <laughs> and the AI bots on the other side are just not going to notice and not care so oh. all, all those little weebs that like to be keyboard tough guys that throw out all sorts of insults and carry on are going to look really really badly done <laughs> although I will say this that this whole this whole project though is um has has some practical is used for is going to be used for practical uses outside the whole Dota arena in a sense where such as a, such as um ma- without, managing without a, a word city word from the article though come on uh, as basically manage um challenging real world problems like such, such as uh Fixing a city's transport systems, um, sewer, water uh, prob- energy problems. Be, it, it's, it's, no, it's not necessarily going to be able to do that because it will help to manage it, but you will still need people because you're talking about it dealing with a mass number of people, so the variances are still going to be pretty astronomical. And it's not going to be able to calculate for everything. I know with the, with this level of tech, with, with this level of advanced technology, I think we might see. Technology you just still need people involved. QR has the rail control network, and every railway network in the world has, at a decent level, has computer control systems, right? Yeah. They have their control room, and it's all computer controlled. I know guys who wrote the code for it. Simple fact of the matter is, they still have to have people sitting there in the control room watching what's happening in case something goes wrong because the human involvement is still beyond what AI is capable of coping with at the present time. AI technology is still, and I don't know if we can really call it AI, but it should be called something else here because I don't think this is really fitting into the AI area. It's part of AI research, but it's more of a learning intelligence rather than an artificial intelligence. Yeah, I agree with you there. Because all it's doing is it's operating programmed responses and learning on the other responses, and that's how it's operating. It's a learning intelligence. It's not an artificial intelligence. It's not spontaneously creating ideas. Could you see it? Could you see it spontaneous? Could you see it evolve in a sense, though? Um, maybe one day, and I'd love to see it happen. But yeah, it's it's one of those tricky areas of scientific research. That's yeah, there's going to be arguments about it for a long. Time. Yeah, because this. Massive arguments about the definition of what intelligence is, even in people. So, until we can define intelligence, people, how are we going to define it for robots or other things? And once we once they once we, once we develop intelligence for robots, are we going to implant every robot Asimov's three laws? Well, it kind of makes sense to have those in, embedded into the coding, but if you're talking about true intelligence, wouldn't it be able to actually overcome those? Rather than be constrained, see, there's part of the argument about intelligence. I guess so. I guess because so. after all, people are classified as having a level of intelligence measurable by an IQ test, but we still break the law. Yeah. And the higher the IQ, the more likely you are to 
resist being constrained by laws is one of the theories. We should explain that what the laws are to the to the audience for those who are familiar with Asimov's three laws. Okay, go uh, ahead. Uh, so the three the three laws as Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics are a robot may not injure or a human being, or through interaction allow a human being to come to harm. Um, a robot must obey the second one is a robot must obey orders given it by human beings except when where such orders would conflict with the first law. And the third one. A robot must protect its owner's its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Those are the three laws of robotics. Mm. Well, there you go. But, but yeah, I hope I hope we um don't go we don't go to that point where we need to implement three laws of robotics. But well, see the thing is, do we want droids or do we want artificial intelligence? So can you can you say that again, Buck? I said, do we want droids or do we want artificial intelligence? Oh. And for those who are trying to figure out why the DJ keeps asking me to repeat things, it's because he's got a couple of chips. Unfortunately, I haven't, <laughs> haven't slapped him up the side of the head to push him back into place lately. <laughs> but I, I would rather have um, droids, personally. So C-3PO. C-3PO, yeah. Or R2-D2. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yourself? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love droids. I'd love to have a little R2-D2 running around helping me out. Um, make, make you create a spacecraft, you know. Well, I don't know whether R2-D2 could create a spacecraft for me, but no. you never know. Um, but talking about spacecraft, and yeah, you got to stop trying to take over control when someone else is hosting <laughs> and stop with the lame segues. Fair enough, fair enough. Why did the person have to deal with it? Um, yeah, talking about spacecrafts, um, the Japanese have sent a spacecraft chasing after an asteroid, you were telling us. Yeah, so on, um, when was this? This was on the 28th of, on the 27th of June, the Japanese have launched a spacecraft chasing an asteroid that's orbiting between Earth and Mars, known as the um, higher... Did they launch it on the 27th of June? No, I was saying uh, not launch. Um, it's it, it's images were snapped up, revealing that uh, no. It says on the uh, it says is about to rendezvous. Yeah, is arriving at an asteroid. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's a little bit hard for it to take off and arrive at the asteroid at the same time, unless we've got a real near miss that would have wiped out a massive section of the. Yeah. But yeah, so it's the Hayabusa two spacecraft, and it's all it's chasing an ast- It was chasing an asteroid that's orbiting between Earth and Mars, known as the Ry- Ryugu. And I think a couple of hours later, it reached the ast- It reached the asteroid and took some samples. Mm-hmm. So so now it's it's reached this target and its next phase of its journey, and it can begin its next phase of its journey. Finding a suitable location to land and collect collect its sample, and then the next year and a half, the Hayabusa two will launch Ryugu, will study Ryugu in detail, collecting scientific data, before finally landing and collecting its sample in 2019. Then it will begin its journey back to Earth in 2020. Man, how long will that? Let's hope that they don't turn around and start looking at trying to shoot at the same for 
scientific purposes the way they do weigh it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it has to be yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, the asteroid's going to have a whale of a time. <laughs> oh. And you're trying to say that I was bad? Seriously. <laughs> that, oh, that thing stinks... That thing stinks worse than the sewage works down the road. Uh, I, um, I will for those I, who are curious, the satellite was actually launched back in November 2014. Nice. So, yes. This, although this whole thing reminds me of the uh, Rosetta mission. Nah. You always try to link everything to everything else. Oh, it is true, though. They're, they're, it's the same, it's the same nah. idea. No. Okay, what was the difference? Okay, well, what was the Rosetta doing? The Rosetta was trying to set, um, was trying, was was a space probe that was trying to land on a comet. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't. It was, yeah, uh, wasn't the whole Rosetta mission basically to land on a comet though? I don't know. You just said it was. Yeah, yeah it was. It was launched in two thousand and four, along with uh, the Philae, P H I L L A E. Um, detailed study to during its journey to the comet. Uh huh. And I, it landed I doubt on. Yeah. Whether it was actually supposed to land on there. Oh, it landed on the comet. Yeah, it's landed I, on. Yeah, it's, I don't think it was intentionally landing. Intended to land on the. Comet. Have you looked at pictures of it? No, I'm looking through the uh, wiki article about it. Actually, I, how many times do I have to tell you? Wiki is not academically credible. <laughs> not many times, actually. Um. Well, yeah, I have told it to you a number of times. <laughs> Get it for some basic ideas for research. Never actually use it in your art, your assignments. First rule of <laughs> academic writing. Uh, yeah, they, te- they teach them that in grade 11. Uh, um, yeah, the Rosetta satellite had massive solar panels. So it was supposed to detach and land a um, special probe device. It was supposed to collect some samples and process them and then come back up to re- reconnect with the satellite. But yeah, it did. It, it... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It, what, the satellite itself wasn't expected to land on there. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because when, when you look at the size of the solar panels, it's got two massive arms coming out either side with one, two, three, four, five big pieces that would have folded to be part like folded out in concertina form as they do the wingspan of that would have been pretty damn big i have a i have a picture which which will uh show how big that is and so, pretty big i don't think yeah I, I don't think the as i said the rosetta would tended to land on the satellite it had a probe that was supposed to be detached and sent to it but yeah but so, you yeah. you got to stop saying oh that's like this other thing that happened yeah those who listen to our live streams of e- the E3 game will have heard me swearing at the DJ for that sort of thing. <laughs> Those who know us in our personal lives would probably have heard me doing the same thing. As well. But moving right along, um, 
while we're still talking about spaceships, things like that, well, we have to give a shout out to the Kiwis that once again failed to launch at Rocket Labs. And this time because of weather. Like, yeah. How can you live in New Zealand and not take into account the weather? <laughs> oh, like, man. Seriously. Um, there's supposed to be some technical difficulties as well, they claim. But I think it's just they forgot, oh, you know, it's going to be very overcast today, cuzzy bro. <laughs> Is that your New Zealand accent that you're just trying to pull off right there? No, I'm just making fun of them. That's a that's a that's a dopey kick, New Zealand. <laughs> you you kind of sound like Korg from Thor Ragnarok there. And no, we do not receive sponsorship from Marvel, even though the DJ seems to keep blinking everything. <laughs> but moving along, um, the professor sent me a um, article about a blockchain CPU, which is going to be the size of a grain of salt. Oh, man. That, and that is, that is still, it only costs just 10 cents. While at the present time, while as the one millimeter by one millimeter CPU is only reported as having the computing power of a 1990s era CPU, it's still a pretty darn impressive piece of technology and major step forward. Um, at present, so the, it, oops, sorry. So is this whole is this CPU um, going to be salt mining as well because it's made of salt? Uh, not made of salt. Um, it's the size of salt, a grain of salt. Yeah, oh. that's just lame. <laughs> hey, had to be that, said. Had to be said. Had to be said. The salt no, jokes are going to come in this time. <laughs> no, it didn't have to be said. That joke is so lame that it it needs to go on disability benefits. <laughs> And talking about things the sign of a grain of salt, your brain. In the Latin, in the Latin, uno grano salus. Oh, you curse me in Latin. No, I just said uno grano salus, one grain of salt. (laughs) But all jokes, all jokes aside, though, with this clock CPU, though, we thought I was saying, um, yeah, um. The current look at the usage of the CPU is presently for um, authentication processing, so barcoding, that sort of stuff. But they're hoping to take it further. It's a general purpose machine, so it can do much, much more than just simple computing. Um, the CPU's limited horsepower keeps its manufacturing costs low, just 10 cents. So it's, yeah, it's perfect for being embedded in packaging so security purposes um tracking all sorts of things so yeah um because it's only a it's a new tiny chip um yeah the power consumption is going to be almost non-existent and main purpose is rfid and that sort of tracking sort oh cool imagine that imagine they're having the savage cpu in every computer in, in the household why Oh, I know because it, it would just look cool. Why? And plus, with blockchains, with blockchains, uh, I was gonna say with bit with Bitcoin mining and whatnot. Yeah, but did you listen to what was just said about it? Yeah, it was. It's used for tracking and RF, RFID stuff. Yeah, I get that. It's also only at the power of a 1990s era computer, i.e., a 686 sort of thing. So it's not really able to power modern computers hmm. but still with the bitcoin it's, it's just a bitcoin thing that's just tempting me 
with the Bitcoin Nothing blockchain. Nothing about Bitcoin there. It's blockchain. It's security. Oh, block, blo block. Blockchain is not Bitcoin. No, it's blockchain not. Blockchain is not a security for... algorithm processing approach. It's not Bitcoin. No, but you can use it to invest in Bitcoin. You can use it for investing um, in Bitcoin. Okay, folks, we're just going to pause for a minute while the DJ <laughs> goes and researches what what it is that he's talking about. So moving right along, um, there was a nice little post up during the week about Red Dead Redemption 2 temporarily appearing on Rockstar's LinkedIn profile. <laughs> um, by the way, that's Red Dead Redemption 2 for PC. Ooh. But that has since been removed. So, yeah, there's lots of people out there who were getting very excited. <laughs> Myself was one of them. I'm not ashamed to admit it. That there is, there was, it's, there's talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 coming to PC. Finally. And, but it has since been removed. So, yeah, um, it's, it was an, an anonymous employee's LinkedIn profile momentarily listed PC as one of, plat one of the platforms. And then, yeah, there was some investigation into it, but unfortunately it had been removed. Oh, man. Although one thing's for certain, the internet never forgets. <laughs> wow. And neither do nerds. <laughs> so. So this is another lesson of be careful what you post on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think it's also more of a please take notice of the fact that everyone was getting getting excited and the master race is chomping at the bit to be able to play it on PC. Mm -hmm. So yeah, quite quite an interesting little turn of events there, and hopefully they will bring it all to us. I'm just oh, sorry, I just saw an article about a, another game from PC Gamer. Um, better get back to what I'm supposed to be doing, which is the next story, <laughs> which is Australian. Um, software developers and gaming developers are helping saving kids around the world. So, yeah, um, quite an interesting turn of events. Um, kids all over the world starting school at a disadvantage because of one problem being misdiagnosed. Um, yeah, there's an invention from Australia that's helping to cover that. So benefit from this, uh, where blah, 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 blah. get back into my words. Um, yeah, this, the, the, children as far afield as China and the United States that are benefiting from this that is stopping the misdiagnosis of ADHD. So, yeah, quite a nice little turn of events and good use of technology. Although, given all the, the, the terror and fear mongering from politicians and morons in the media, we have to wonder, are these kids going to grow up to become mass murderers? <laughs> so... I this I feel it feels like this article is just saying oh yeah um well we screwed up in the whole yeah gamers uh g gamers will become mass murderers and stuff this is an article will try and save face you know well there's articles out there that have already disproved the whole situation about gangs and mass murderers and shooting yeah yeah um and not to mention recently the whole WHO's is... ruling no no that was about games addiction. Which is a real problem. Um, yeah, totally different issue. Um, yeah. yeah, moving on from there and coming back on track. Um, there's lots of lots of kids that develop 
hearing problems in the first five years of their life and so forth that can be managed and possibly corrected, etc. And because of issues like that, they're being misdiagnosed as having ADHD and put onto various drugs and into special classes and so forth. When the reality is it's just a hearing problem. So, uh, Well, that's cool just to see like a couple of games developers developing something that will stop, um, stop such a catastrophic misdiagnosis. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say catastrophic. Um, yeah. Like looking at the situation here, they talk about um, a young girl called Summer and yeah, it was one of the things with this is as she's playing the game, everything seems okay. But as the background noise gradually increased, Summer could no longer actually hear the game's instructions. And yeah, it was actually a bit of a shock for her mum to see that Summer could no longer actually hear what was being said. So it's a, it's a simple test that children are going to actually be involved in actively rather than the old hearing tests where you got to listen and they have been through them a few times and for industrial reasons. And they're always as confusing for adults, let alone a, a five-year-old. So yeah, it's quite a nice step up and representation by our fantastic game developers. So yeah. boys and girls, please keep being yourselves and coming up with fantastic new games and approaches to using the technology that's existed and driving improvement. Mm -hmm. And for further good news about this, it's um, it can be downloaded as an app as well. We'll send it link onto, onto the show notes as well for you guys. All right. Um, that's pretty much all of it, except for famous birthdays this week. Oh, first, yes, we love these. First up, um, although I have to do have to give the um, DJ the opportunity here for a quick five-minute shout-out about Fortnite. Oh, yeah? Don't, don't squander it. I'm giving you the chance. <laughs> um, in a recent, um, so recently uh, we had an ep we were talking about uh, PUBG um, suing Fortnite. Um, so recently, PUBG has um, dropped its lawsuit for apparently no reason. So, hang on a second. So it's dropped the lawsuit, and um, I think it was for out of out of good faith. Hang on a second. Drop the lawsuit. So there was there, there hasn't been any official any comments on why they dropped the lawsuit. Um, and it's, it's a good it's a good it's a good thing it's a good thing. They sent a uh, basically on Monday, however, PUBG Corp sent a letter to, um, of withdrawal to Epic's attorneys. At the time of actions, legal experts questioned the merit of the suit, which which sought to protect the ideas rather than specific source code or assets. A diff difficult case to make in creative industries. So, I think it's it I think. And overall, this whole lawsuit was a no. It was a good thing, in the end. Okay. <laughs> and for those who are concerned, no, the DJ still hasn't played either game. <laughs> hey, I've been busy playing Quake Champions. Good game. That's a good game. Um, before that, there was what excuse? Yeah, Dead Silence. I'm God like. of War. <laughs> no, um, before that was God of War. That no, no. Your excuses are as lame as your comment before about Stormlight. <laughs> um, but moving right along to famous birthdays, we have Mel Brooks had his birthday just a couple of days ago. And born in 1926, real name Melvin Kaminsky. Can't understand why he changed that to Brooks. <laughs> um, although, if he was, considering he was entering the field of acting and so forth in Hollywood, 
would have thought Kaminsky would have been better with all the... Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, next up, we have Kathy Bates, um, an American Academy Award-winning actress, best known for Misery. That's right. She's the lady who kidnapped Jack Nicholson and tied him to a bed. Uh-huh. So, crazy uh, stalker she... before... But it was much, much scarier than the bunny boiler. So come out years later. She was oh, no. born in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh no, she was she has a more she had a more scarier role than that. Uh, if you ever seen American horror story, she's in there too. Oh, and she was scary. Yeah, misery was much scarier than American horror story. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's Working true. He's scarier than American horror story. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, and, well that's the problem. You don't. We do, we live it. Moving right along, um, next up was Elon Musk had his birthday this week, born in 1971 in Pretoria, South Africa, um, famous for things such as SpaceX, Tesla, PayPal, and another shout out, um, Sweeney Todd closed at the Eurus Theatre in New York City after 557 performances in 1980. This, uh, so that's, wow. That's a lot of slit throats in that time. 1980 as well, man. That, that's, a, that's a marathon. Yeah, but they had to make room because they needed the extra storage space for shoulder pads. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, fashion in the 80s, what can I say? Probably what can much. I say? Well, that wouldn't stop you. <laughs> Hasn't before. Um, but, yep, that seems to be it for another week's episode a bit of a shorter one this week um please remember to check out our twitter account which has been taken out of twitter jail um, DJ, what's the twitter address or link whatever so our, our twitter account is at n um, capital n amalgamated.com it's a and you will see me tweet a tweet a lot of retweeting stuff and Posting a couple of trailers, you will love it. Especially if you like Marvel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Marvel, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the email address is nerds dot amalgamated at gmail dot com. Okay, and our Facebook page is nerds amalgamated. Um, please take time to check us out. Check out the That's Not Canon Productions, and check out for merchandising. You can get shirts, phone covers, cups, bags, pillows. And please, if you're interested in dating the DJ, let us know. We still have that competition open. <laughs> you and that competition. <laughs> well, we kind of live in hope. <laughs> but, yeah, um, please continue to check out all our podcasts. Leave us a comment. Send us an email. Send us an insult. Don't send us... Pictures of your grandmother, unless she's delivering a cake to me or something like that. Not that I've got anything against grandmother. I just miss mine at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, please let us know. Let us give us some feedback of what you think of us, um, what what you would like to hear, what we are doing wrong, what we're doing right. Do you think the DJ needs to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend? The offers are open. Um, also, check out all the other fantastic podcasts on the that's not canon productions um an interesting one that i saw mention of this week was from true crime 
think it is. Oh, yeah. Um, I have to try and find the link to it. Give me a second. My favorite is the um, Second Take um, podcast with their movie reviews. Okay. They're pretty good. Say, that, and then they effed was, is kind of interesting when like, they do that, some of their stuff. Um, I'm just trying to find the list here of all the podcasters because I love to give these guys credit because they put a lot of research into the stories that they're talking about. So, um, fortunately, I can't see them. That's annoying. But yeah, um, it's a true crime one, and they actually look at um, the, all the different murders in most, mostly around Brisbane at the moment. I think it is. So, talking again, talking about one. This week I saw. Um, so, but if you go check out That's Not Canon Productions I'm online there, I'm sure you'll find it. And yeah, give them give them a listen, give them a like. Anyway, that's it for us this week. Take care and good luck. See you guys. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.